This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dicebender. Because of my negligence, Iroh got hurt. We made it to the ground, didn't we? Should we uh, head into town? I think I saw a stable on the way in. You guys are doing um, two rooms, stable, one night. Can you tell us anything about these disappearances going on? It started um, maybe a month, two months ago. Traveling up the river, there's there's an island nearby. There's a totem on there. The only guards that you'll find work for Ludini. I'm going to take Iroh up the river, scope out the island. You two check out the cities. Hey Kevin, can you check out that second book and tell me what it's about? This is a journal about the Avatar, Aang. Just show him your sash and tell him I'm your prisoner. Uh, okay, um... Wow, they take just about anybody from the streets these days, don't they? It's probably best if you wait outside. Yang and Kevin, um, you are holding this journal, Aang's journal, as Iroh uh, lands on uh, a section of the island that he is able to where um Kevin you were you saw when you were flying when you guys were flying in Yang you are holding this journal Kevin you're kind of uh, you just finished uh helping Iroh land Yay first time driving a string a flying bison Woohoo and doing a happy dance <laughs> Yang isn't even seeing what happens. Yeah, you're just fixated on this book. Well, Kevin's jiggling up and down. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, I take it you hop off of Iroh. Um, Yang, are you doing the same, or are you still kind of lost in the book? I'm lost in the book. Like, I haven't even flipped a page. I'm still staring at it open. It's like... What's uh what's going through Yang's head? What's going through Yang's head at this moment? Right now, I want to destroy this. I want to destroy everything that you are putting me through because you were selfish. Talk about family in this book, on this page, and you put pressure on your family. That's what he's thinking. Just Kevin, destroyed this book. Kevin, you uh, after you do your little happy jiggy and uh, slide down off of Iroh, Iroh gives you like a, uh, and you're probably like, oh, Yang, Yang, did you see that? Did you see? And you turn around and you see Yang is just still sitting in the saddle, just staring at this journal. Yang, are you okay up there? Yang, come on, come on down. We got, we got a job to do. Something tells me I'm really gonna, gonna hate this. But did like we're close to the river, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull some water from the stream and just playfully throw it at him. Alright, you basically do a playful version of Water Whip. So you uh, pull out a small 
um, stream of water, wiggle it around as waterbenders do. You do your little hand wavy thing, and you whip the water straight onto Yang, dousing him, uh, covering the book in water, and you just got splashed by Kevin. I start sputtering and looking around like, what, what, what? Come what? on down. We're here. Oh, okay. Sorry. I put the book down and jump off of Iro. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, Kevin, you see Yang uh, puts, it, puts the book away, jumps down, and you two are standing side by side. You okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm gonna roll a perspective check to see if he lying to me. Yeah, um, Yang, roll me a deception check, and yeah, Kevin, go ahead and make your roll. <laughs> really? Really? 16. Yeah. Oh, is that Nat 1? He's lying through his teeth, like, you can read it on his expression, you can read it in, on his body language. He is very, very upset at the discovery of that book. To be completely fair, I don't think Yang is very good at hiding his emotions anyway. So that that dice roll is perfectly fitting. Yeah, natural one, seriously. So, my character sees that he's pretty pissed. Whatever's in that book, trigger it. Um, so I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> I'm gonna let him, um, I'm gonna let him have that lie. Okay. Away from, uh, Iro and Kevin, and start looking around for okay. a clearing or a clear space to sit down and try to meditate. Okay, yeah, uh, let's... You look around and, uh, Iro is already laying down on his back. Uh, hopefully the saddle is okay. With his belly up, just kind of soaking in the sun, uh, or what's left of it as the sun has, uh, you know, this is in the afternoon. Um, Kevin, you see Yang just kind of walk away from the both of you and walk around the island. Um, the island kind of has this uh, this peak. It's kind of like a, a small hill that's on the mountain. So he's able to walk around the perimeter of it and end up you losing sight of him uh, around the the uh, almost cliff-like side there uh, and you're able to see that but also look around and you're able to see this kind of like path where you guys landed there's like a path that can lead up to the top of this cliff-like hillside and uh, yep you've got Iroh that's sunbathing and Yang just Walks away. I'm gonna give him some breathing room. Oh, uh, that didn't like Iroh just is upside down. What happened to the book? Uh, everything is secure in the saddle. I'm trying to think back. That was Aang's journal, and he got visibly upset. Even though he's an airbender, I'm trying to put two two together. What the hell is going on? Uh, All right. Uh, and with that, we will cut back over to Aro and Jaeger. Uh, you two are kind of standing, although 
time and people are moving around you guys, uh, the events that happen inside the bank are definitely not something that you can just uh, ignore and forget in seconds. You two are standing side by side. You're hearing some like horns from cars that are driving down the street um, or driving down the, the roadway and the people are walking, passing by you guys, heading to shops and stuff. You two are standing there. So do you want to talk about what happened in there? You don't have to. Not right now. We got some things to do. Okay, cool. Now, Taro, um, with all of this, you did a flashback in your head a moment. The day that you all met each other, uh, and as Jaeger was putting on the sash on his one of his hands, you did notice a branding that was on one of his other hands or one of his other, on his other hand. Uh, and you recognized it as uh, a clan that, let's just say, is not well-liked. Hmm, yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, like, push it, really. So, uh, where should we go next, I guess? Well... We can either investigate, or we can pick up the supplies that gang asked us to get. Mm. We can pick up supplies, I guess, and eavesdrop on people as we do it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Alright, so you guys head, um, obviously ask around to see where you guys can get those supplies and stuff. And start walking around um, one of the places, the best tea shop in town, they say, is within the town square. As you guys are walking towards there, you still see the bursts of fire surrounded by a crowd of people, which now you know is the the fire dancers or something like that, the dragon dancers. Uh, Jaeger, you heard of them. Taro, you're still trying to remember the name. <laughs> the um, dancing people? Yeah, yeah, that must be it think to yourself as you guys are walking in to um to a tea shop called taro's tea hey you walk in and you see some pe- uh some tea people uh waiters and stuff taking care of stuff and a person happens to look over and see you guys and they smile and say hey welcome to oh my goodness it's you it's whatever your name is. And the person walks up and is like, Oh, it's so good to see you. How have you been? Did you make it into the school? I did, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to uh, like show him my white lotus sash on my ankle. And be, I'm full-fledged now, too. Oh, interesting, interesting. He's given a big, um, polite smile, and he looks over at you, Jaeger, and his eyes widen, and he says, Oh, I know you too. Wow, you two know each other. Uh, Jaeger, you recognize this is the man that you helped save when you were in Omashu those, all those years ago. Wow. <clears throat> wow. What a small world. And he goes, How... Are you two both in the, the White Lotus together? Yep. You heard it here first. Wow. And he's just he's just stunned and stunned uh, joy as he's looking at the two of you. Uh, 
Taro, you remember his name. Jaeger, you never heard it. His name is Jaru. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Jaru. Jaru, yeah, and he's just this um, young, like, 25 or 26-year-old guy that uh, is wearing Earth Nation clothing, but he has an apron on for Taro's tea. Uh, and he goes, You guys, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I am seeing you guys again after all these years. Uh, I... Why are you guys here in Beilong? We're, um... Oh, you can go. Oh, no. And he laughs and looks at the two of you and he says, Oh, a little bit of a connection, huh? Why not like that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're here investigating the... Um, <laughs> the disappearances that have been going on. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. They brought the White Lotus in for that. I didn't think they would do that for such a small town like ours. Oh, that's really cool. Here, yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? Everybody, you guys come and sit down. I'll take care of you guys. Um, what was there? I don't think I ever caught either of your names when I met you guys. Well, you're never going to believe what my name is. Really? Why is that? Look at your apron, then back at me. The back at your apron. Hey, is your is your name Taro too? You got it. Wow, that's really interesting, huh? Like like the root. Yeah, like the root. Oh my goodness, that is is your what's your name? I'm Jaeger. Oh, it makes me thirsty. Huh. I get that a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't have anything like that, but I can get you guys some tea. Sure, I'll have some. I'm always down for some taro tea. Ha ha ha, and he gives you, like, finger guns. I'm gonna yeah. finger gun him back. Ah, uh, and he, you, he has not stopped smiling this entire time that you guys have come in here. And he'll be like, uh, he says, uh, I'll be right back, guys, I'll be right back. You know, this, the tea's on me today, okay, guys? So just give me a moment. Thanks. Thank you. And he heads into the back. You two are sitting down at a table. Uh, it's such a small world, isn't it? You're telling me that there was no actual connection to your name in this tea place? Aside from it being a root? Uh, you know, things happen like that. Crazy random happenstances, you know. How do you know him? I met him at this tea shop two years ago before I uh, started going to the White Lotus School. Oh. How do you know him? Uh, he was in Amasho a few years back and I kind of got into a fight. The, the locals were just harassing him too much so I just did something about it. Well, looks like he did some good, so... I guess so. Seems to be doing better now. He hasn't stopped smiling since we got in here. Yeah, I know. It's kind of freaking me out. As you guys are talking, um... Uh, you guys hear this, uh, this man walk in. Uh, you hear step, step. Step, step. You hear the sound of a cane hitting the floor as he's walking in. Uh, 
and he sits down in a very um, peculiarly good seat. Uh, Jaru comes and gets you guys your drinks. Uh, he's definitely smiling and happy, and he goes, I just wanted to thank both of you. I mean, I would not be where I am today if it weren't for either of you, and I cannot believe I have both of you right in front of me at the same time. That is... Wow. Wow. Well, maybe you can be of a little bit more of assistance to us then. Oh, uh, how's that? We're here because there's been some disappearances and we need to figure out what's going on. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I was just so lost in seeing you guys again. I totally forgot about that. Just give me one second. Uh, he looks over and sees that the a new person has walked in. He says, I'll be right back, okay? Fair enough. As he walks away, you um, you guys hear him say, Oh, hello, Mr. Dini. How can I help you today? I'm going to look up immediately. Okay, you look up and you see this man. He seems relatively short. I mean, especially to you all six-foot beasts. Um, <laughs> uh, he's like a five-foot individual. A very tall top hat, super big handlebar mustache, and a nice golden cane and... Uh, just the fanciest suit of Earth Nation clothing you've ever seen. And he goes, well, you know, get me the usual as I tend to get here. He goes, right away, right away, Mr. Dini. And uh, Jara, Jaru runs to the back. Hey, that's the guy. Which guy? Uh, the rich guy, you know? He runs the mover company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get his autograph. Well, then hop to it, then. Uh, um. Well, now she's like, oh, no. Um. I guess she's... Wait, do I have any paper on me? Jaeger, um, you said hop to it, and you see Taro was, like, about to get up and then just kind of freezes. Like, she seems very out of her element. Taro, uh, you look around and you do have, like, you don't have any paper on you, but you're sure Jaru can get you some? Yeah, Jaeger, you see that she just seems suddenly, like, frozen for a moment. Buddy, you're not gonna talk to him? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to, to say to the CEO of a mover company. Oh, man. <laughs> You guys are kind of sitting there um, talking about this. Jaru comes back out, gets um, gets Mr. Dini his tea. He goes, ah, yes, thank you, young man, thank you. Oh, as always, and just hands him, like, a small sack of coin. Jaru goes, oh, wow, thank you. And he's just like, ah, yes, of course, do whatever you do with your money. And he grabs it and heads over to you guys. And he goes, uh, sorry for the wait, uh... Uh, you guys are talking about the disappearances, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a pen and paper I could borrow? Uh, and he starts patting himself down, especially the apron. And he pulls out a, a pen and a paper and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and hands it over to you. Thanks. I'm going to go up to Mr. Dini. Okay. You walk up to, uh, to Ludini, you see he's reading a newspaper and sipping on his tea like a fancy young gentleman. Well, not young, but a fancy <laughs> gentleman. He doesn't even seem phased that you walked up. He's just reading his newspaper as if he didn't even see you. 
Uh, excuse me, Mr. Dini. I'm a big fan, and I would love to get an autograph. Uh, you see, like, an imaginary exclamation point pop over his head, and he goes, Ah, fan, hey! And he puts down his newspaper, slams his desk, or his hands down on the table, and he goes, An autograph, you say? Yes, please. <laughs> well, sure enough, any gestures for the paper and pen. I, I hand it to him very quickly. Right, he grabs it and f- just freezes and looks at your um, looks at your sash that's around your ankle as he's just sizing you up and down. He goes, uh, Pardon me, young lady, but are you a member of the White Lotus? Uh, yes, I am. He, you see this big crooked smile on his face and he goes, That is wonderful. I'll tell you what. And he puts down the pen and paper, um, and you're kind of like, uh, wait, no, I needed that signed. And he goes, I am having a get-together this, uh, let's say tomorrow, yes. What day is it? <laughs> and Jaru tells him what day it is. He goes, ah, yes, yes, yes. I'm having a get-together tomorrow evening for a new view at my latest mover film. He leans in and he goes, I am calling these sneak peeks trailies. <laughs> I'm coining the phrase. He, he <gasps> leans back again and he goes, I would really like it if you would be able to come and say hello to all my guests, see the trailie, and show the what the White Lotus is made of. I, I would be honored to attend such a prestigious um, event. Could my the rest of my party come with me? And you see his smile gets bigger and he goes, ah, there's more of you in town. Ah, excellent, excellent. And he starts rubbing his hands together. The more the merrier. That's wonderful. I'll, I will, I'll be there. We'll be there. All right, beautiful. Um, I'm sure you, as he adjusts his, uh, his bow tie, he goes, I am sure you are aware of where my humble abode is. You definitely can't miss it. It's on the eastern side of the city. We'll be there. Uh, could I get uh, the autograph, though? Uh, he, he looks at it, looks at the pen and paper, hands it back, and he says, Tomorrow. She's gonna sigh. And go, Okay. I will, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, yes, now, now, be off. Be off. So I didn't get an autograph. Uh, oh, why? What, what, what happened? Oh, no, that was to Jaeger. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, Jaru's been standing there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he invited me to to a, a, a tra- trailie at his a estate. Trailie. He invited all of us from the White Lotus. What is a trailie? Yeah, what what is that? I haven't heard of that before. He says he's coined it himself. It's supposed to be some sort of sneak peek of his latest mover. I'll leave it to Mr. Dini to think of a name like that. <laughs> that's a good way to hype up a mover. Just give him a taste. Yeah, and that's a really good name, Traley. A Traley for a mover. Huh. Yeah, but anyways, um, we're all invited, and I guess I'll get the autograph tomorrow. It's fair. Kind of odd that he wouldn't just do it now, but okay. Guess he needs yeah. a reason for you to be there. 
Yeah. You're right. It is odd. With that, we'll cut back over to Kevin. Uh, I would also add Yang, but he's he's off meditating. Kevin, you you climb up the hillside, um, the slope. You walk your way up to the peak of the uh, of the hill that's on this island, and it seems to just flatten and plateau right there, uh, which is great because it is surrounded by forest. You see this like line of trees, and you can kind of make it through. Uh, you or see through. You make your way through the tre- the trees, and you just see this uh, in the island. You see this about twenty five foot diameter space of just dirt. Uh, there is no forest. There is no plant life or anything like that. But looking along the edge line of this dirt path, you see small totems. Um, I mean, you are also a six-foot beast, so it comes up to like about your waist or your uh, your thigh. Of these different, they're all the same totem. But they are about they're spread about five or six feet apart in the perimeter of this ring. Uh, they all look like totems. These totems look like they're some type of hooved animal with antlers and um, sort of long snouts you can almost say and uh little tails uh you look further in because they are all facing the inside of this circle but within it you would where you would leave there to be something is nothing at all as if if there would have been something centered there it is gone oh wow um, I'm going to expect a little closer uh, to see, okay. like, what was here. <laughs> Maybe see, like, how long I've been missing, something like that. Okay, yeah, you, you come up and you start looking and... Rolling a yeah, No, you don't even have to. This would be a passive. Uh, you can tell that there definitely was something here before. Uh, the dirt, probably due to wind for how long it's been gone... Uh, you can barely see a lining of what would have been a giant totem in its stand that would have been dead center in this circle, and it is definitely gone. You can't make out how long it's been gone, but with the dirt having blown over uh, and almost completely covered where it was, you can tell it's been quite some time. Oh, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. I gotta find Yang. You um you run back down. You find Iroh. You circle around to where Yang was. Uh, you see, or to where you saw Yang disappear. You see Yang sitting along uh, the bank side of this island, trying to meditate, uh, cutting into Yang's mind. Yang, what are you thinking? What is going on in your head as you are trying to meditate? My mind. I'm trying to wrestle my feelings towards Aang aside so that way I could try to reach out to the land and spirit around me to see if I could potentially feel anything that might have disrupted uh, the spiritual balance at least. Roll me a religion check. Is it okay if I give myself disadvantage? Uh, yeah. Alright. The reason why is because even though airbenders are 
spiritually connected uh, to, uh, to the spiritual world. Uh, it's usually at a higher level uh, that they're able to do this, even though acolytes may occasionally, like low-level airbenders, uh, can occasionally tap into the spirit world. Uh, that's why I'm giving myself a disadvantage, is because I am a low-level. The, the reasoning that I'll also give, this is the reason I said yes, is because usually to get into a meditation and to have a feeling for the spirits around you, you have to have a clear state of mind. Yang definitely does not have that, and that's something he's always struggled with. That's why Go, uh, remember, as I said earlier, you guys have spent like a solid six months maybe just her teaching you uh, proper meditation and uh, trying to connect with the spirit world. So although it is for later levels, that is why you can attempt this. But the reason that you get disadvantage from a de from my standpoint is because you are not at a mental fitness to do it well. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the first roll was a 15 and the second roll is a 3. Uh, going back into uh, Yang's head. Um, he's fighting his anger and resentment towards Avatar Aang, um, and through him, uh, Tenzin and Gennaro, um, who are also connected to, uh, my bloodline. Um, I'm upset at the fact that, you know, this is a lot of pressure that I didn't want. To begin with, I just wanted to be a free air nomad, and I can't have that. So I'm just wrestling with my internal demons and exiting out of Yang's head. I'm sitting there trying to concentrate with my face furled. <laughs> and that's what you see, Kevin, as you walk or, uh, as you go around and you see Yang meditating. Yeah, whatever he, that book did, it definitely triggered him. Uh, I'm gonna try to like make a make a little noise, try to catch the tension without uh, accidentally triggering his air fence, his airbender defenses right now. So I'm gonna so clap like real loud, like slowly, but give me a little louder okay and yang as you're sitting there trying to meditate you are hearing in your head one of the elders um saying you are never in a clear state of mind how can you ever think that you could hit your arrows how dare you think such things and you're starting to hear a clapping getting louder and louder kind of uh muffling the sound of the thoughts that are running through your head um and it's getting to the point now where you can't ignore the clapping anymore. I open my eyes and just glare out at nothing, but without even looking behind me. What's up, Kevin? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your, your uh, going to the um, meditation, but I need you to come up here to check out this kill. 
It's bad. <laughs> Get up and uh, follow Kevin. Alright, and the same sight that Kevin see, uh, saw, you now see. You walk in and you see uh, a line of totems following the perimeter of this dirt circle, all facing the center of which there is nothing except for the dusty remains of what would have been um, where a platform would sit of a large totem. Um, Kevin, where's the main totem? Yeah, I was kind of scared to act that because it's missing, and I don't know how long it's been missing. And I'm gonna look around because the totem made out of stone, right? Right. So I'm looking around to see, like, is there anything that can lift up like a heavy rock? I'm gonna give assistance to uh, Kevin and look around as well. You're looking for something that could lift rocks? Like heavy, like, was it like a, a machine that did it? I'm trying to look for tracks like that. I was going to see if there's any remains of a totem anywhere. That's because this thing is removed, and from the looks of it, it was gone for some time. Alright, separate investigations then. One, for one of us to investigate for any broken remains of the, uh, uh, totem and the other one to see what could have brought the totem up or destroyed it. Kevin? Alright. Kevin? Investigation, I got a 13. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can um, you hear me? Yeah, is that what we wanted to do though? Was two separate investigations or? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Alright. Um, which one do you want to look for? Do you want to look for what... Did, uh, I'm going to look for the uh, anything that resembles the totem. She's going to... Uh, Kevin's going to look for... I think that's what he said. So, go ahead. I want to look for, like, what moved this thing. So that's why I... Yep. So I roll a 13. Mm-hmm. As I'm Ooh. looking around, do I see, like, machinery... Like, remains of, of, like, any heavy machinery or something like that? Let's see what Yang's roll was first. Yang is 14, 11 plus 3. Okay. Um, yep. For Kevin, you're looking around and trying to find uh, machinery that has moved this thing. You don't see you don't see so much as tracks or anything that would even relate to a, a machine that has come this way. Yang, you're looking around and nothing is broken off. In fact, if you're looking at the other totems, uh, they seem very well kept like there is no um there's no break in any of the other small ones um you even see that they're spread about five or six feet apart the totem that would have been in the center um like for instance if someone tried to drag this thing out uh they would have either had to have moved one of those smaller totems or something because they're all fine. Um, I'm not gonna try to do a meditation thing to try to see if I can contact the spirit. I'm actually just gonna verbally talk and say that I'm... I, I look at Kevin and there's a slight um, sadness to my face 
as I have to reveal something about myself that I wanted to keep to myself. But I turn to this, uh, just shout out loud. I am Yang, great grandson of Avatar Aang. I am a member of the White Lotus and I am here to offer help. Kevin, not this drop. And with that, we'll cut back over to Taro and Jaeger. You guys uh, are talking to Jaru uh, about people having disappeared. Uh, Jaru goes, oh yeah, that's been happening uh, on the outskirts of the city for, I don't know, it's been a while. Would you say it was two years or longer than that? No, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been over a year of people disappearing. So I take it that's why you guys have come into town is just for the uh, just for the people disappearing. That's right. So, um, if you guys do find out why they disappeared, what are you supposed to do? Are you guys? Sorry, I shouldn't be asking things like that. That's not that's not my business. That's that's y'all's business. I do apologize. It's okay. Do you know when the last one happened? Oh man, I want to say about two weeks ago. Do you just so happen to know them or their family? Uh, I did know that they have come in here before. I've seen them and I never forget a face as I remember yours. Um, they, they were good people. They were happy. I mean, they lived on the outskirts, but they were happy. Did you catch a name at all? Um... See, that's the thing. I'm not very good with names. I remember faces. Fair. But, uh, I know there's the old man that lives on the outskirts. He, he's come in for some tea before. He's, he's mentioned something about how he thinks it's people that are upset about being here. And I'll tell you now, uh, at the very least with the last group that disappeared, they were just fine. They were actually happy living here. This is this is home, you know. They took multiple people? Some well, they I'm not sure. I don't know if it's a they or one person. I don't know what it is. But yeah, it was um I wanna say three people last time. It was the whole family. It was the father, the mother, and their son. And you see Jaru looks over and he sees some people are having their hands raised and he says okay i i love i i'd love to stay in chat but i gotta take care of take care of my tea shop uh, is there anything else i need to do for you guys before for uh before i go no you've been a great help thank you you've done course, wonders jars and all of you you two have done wonders too i would not be here today if it wasn't for y'all and you see some more people's hands raised and he goes oh oh um yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for coming, in, and it was great to see y'all. Y'all are always welcome here. He rushes off to go help you. So I think we need to give the outskirts a check. Yeah. That's a good plan. Is, uh, what's that guy's name? A Linguini? Ludini. Yes. Ludini? <laughs> Ludini. Ludini? Is he still there? Uh, you see he's already walked out. Okay. So are you thinking you're going to go to that party? I mean, yeah, he's the richest man in town. He's kind of suspicious, though. Don't know if I trust him. 
I feel like if anybody knows what's going on, it might have been him. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I think we should get in there and see what's up. Yeah, we will do that for sure. But for now, let's go check the outskirts. See if we can Roger. find anything. Okay. You guys head out. Um, by now, the concert that was going on with the fire is over and all the crowd has dispersed. This is actually a fairly large city square. Um, but you find your way around. You don't try to get into the streets. Uh, especially after Jaeger probably tried to fight a vehicle and Taro, you told him what it is and to avoid him. But you guys make your way around. Uh, where exactly on the outskirts do you guys want to go? You, you want to go... Because you've been to the east, which is where that giant um, home was. You've been to the south, which is where the inn and the stables are. You remember, Jaeger, you remember this. You remember this. Uh, there is a factory that is on the west side that was an old Cabbage Corp factory. Actually, Taro, you would know that too because um, Kevin talked about it with, um, with Tifa. Want to go to Old Cabbage Corps? Well, it's either Haunted Factory or Haunted River. I'd rather take the factory. Yeah, let's go to the factory. <laughs> you guys make your way uh, out of town through the outskirts. Uh, the factory is quite a ways away walking, so while you guys are walking, we'll switch back over to uh, Yang and Kevin. Um, Kevin... You just were told who Yang is related to. Yang is standing there just after finished talking, trying to speak with a spirit, and he has yet to get any response. Holy crap. And as I was thinking, that's what I was thinking, like, holy crap. Then I, and also in my thoughts, I'm thinking, now that makes a lot of sense why he was upset when he saw the book. But then he, because I was thinking any Aeronobad would saw the book that we enjoy. He was visibly upset. And it just makes him want to ask more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are standing there. Yang, you're trying to hear uh, any kind of response from a spirit and you get nothing. Uh, of course. Of course you get nothing what you're playing in your head. I wonder, will my cure... Hey, 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 I'm gonna try using my water bending to help you. Would that... Do you think with that it will help you connect with the spirit? I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm not physically injured. Well, it seems like we're the most spiritual person in here. Like, you and I were both spiritual. It's worth a shot. Spirits aren't willing to talk to me as I am, and then they might not talk to me with your help, but we can give it a shot. Um, before that happens, Yang, uh, with that nat 20 that you had on um, Arcana check with spirits, um, you understand that with totem spirits, generally they are linked to a totem. With that totem gone, the spirit might not actually uh, be... They don't have an anchor right here. Kevin, we have to go back and ask them what happened on this island. Yeah. Let's, let's get Ira. But Ira looks so happy sunbathing. 
You look down and you see you see he's got no. his he's got kind of like a sunburn almost on his belly, oh, uh, and his tongue is sticking out. Uh, he he has fallen asleep. Oh, <laughs> he is so silly, dude. You got a sunburn. I'm soothing him off a little bit before we take off. Sunburn. I'll look. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you're able to. Put on some aloe vera on his on his belly. He's happy. He gives you a big old lick. Um, Yang, you cuddle with him for a little bit. Uh, you guys are ready to get off of the island. Yeah. All right. Where would you be heading to? We're. G- I'm gonna take Iro straight towards the center of town. But before we even arrive, I look at Kevin. Please don't tell anybody what you heard. Your secret safe with me. Whatever happened here, I say we need to ask the innkeeper, because she knows more about what goes on the outskirts of town than people in the city. They don't give a they don't give a flying for me about what's going out here. All right, let's go. So where do you want to go? We take Iro back to the inn to talk to the couple to find out about the totem. Okay. Uh, you guys fly back down. Uh, Iroh immediately goes into the stable. It looks like Jensen went out to buy some hay. So Iroh is uh, content. Not happy, just content with the food. You guys walk in. Jensen uh, is asleep. Uh, the radio has been turned down considerably now that the event is over. Uh, and you see... Okay, Tifa, sorry. Uh, you see Tifa walking down from the stairs, uh, looks at you two and goes, Oh, you're back. Um, we need to ask you a really important question. Um, uh, okay. Do you know what happened to the totem that's on the island? It's missing. Oh. You see, she kind of looks shocked a little bit. Uh, she had some cloths. It looks like she might have been changing the sheets on the beds for you guys. Uh, she sets the old ones down um, somewhere on a, a, a counter or something, and she looks back at you guys and says, "Oh, honestly, I don't really get to get the chance to leave the inn too much, you know, taking care of this place and all. I don't, I don't really know. But it's definitely not a good thing for that thing to be missing. That's for sure." Um. Have there been anybody visiting that island, maybe in, in, like, ever? Like, any visit besides that? Hmm. See, she's thinking, and she goes, Oh, well, I know Mr. Dini likes to, uh... He likes to make his movies uh, outside in the forest and along the river. I mean, there might have been a chance that he's gone there before. Thank you. I, uh, turn to Kevin and say, let's go. We're going to town. Let's give your teacher a call to see what happens if Totem Spirit's section go missing. Just so we know, like, the worst outcome. And also give a, a, a report of what's going on. We can do that. Um, because Kevin probably, uh, out of the two don't know how to use the phone. Hmm. Um, Calls the number and and acts like, hi, yeah. Can I speak to Go, please, uh, Master Go, please? 
There is an issue with this. The number was given to Taro. Gotcha. So I probably didn't take a peek. Unless Taro's stuff stayed with Iroh. Uh, I I would definitely have my stuff on me, so... Uh, So, Kevin, you go and you reach for the phone and you're about to put in the number and then you freeze and just look at Yang because you just realized, uh, I don't know who to call. Yeah, I forgot the phone. I don't even know the phone number. Did you pay attention to what number she was dialing? Did I get a good look at the number, and do I have a good enough memory to quote it? Uh, whether or not you saw the number, I think is less to do with it because of just... You've got too much on your mind right now as it is, so my answer would probably be no. I think we need to find the others. Maybe the guys, because they went into town, right? They did, and I really think we should find this Mr. Beanie and find out what he knows. Alright, but before we go doing something crazy, let's find the others, get the gates. Um, we may have some bodyguards that might uh, hurt us really, really badly. I'd rather be thinking sorry. Why would he want to hurt us? We're about to go uh, trying to track down the cleaning. He's probably in this big old mansion without an invitation. Yeah, when it comes to us rich people, we take our defenses very seriously. Let's get going. Um, let's leave Ira here to relax. Yeah, he still needs to rest over that sunburn. And the fucking on his tongue. <laughs> We're gonna head into town to try to find the others. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book One Search, Episode 6, Small World. If you enjoyed hearing this podcast or have questions for us, then follow us on Facebook and Twitter and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, all under the name Dicebenders D&D. If you'd like, you can even join us on our Discord with the link in the description. Dicebenders is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Special shout out to you guys! Six episodes in, and we've been getting a large number of listens, all from wonderful people like yourself. We're proud of our content, and even more proud knowing that you all enjoy what you hear. Thank you all so much for that. Be sure to drop by on social media to say hi. We'd love to hear from all of you.